0: Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I want to go ahead and say thank you to Jessica Alistad. She left a review in iTunes, Mostly a Rookie. Is the title. It says, While I performed a fair amount in cover bands, I just wrote my first song, so I consider myself a rookie. Your podcast has been so helpful for me as I build a plan of action to move forward. I also appreciate your transparency about your own struggles in life. It's immensely encouraging. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and reminding me to stay true to myself in this process, Jessica. Thank you so much, Jessica. If you'd like to be featured on an episode of the podcast, all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes. Let's talk to my buddy, Dave Cool, And yes, that's his real name. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters, My name is Rick Barker and I went from living homeless on the streets addicted to drugs to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, talent TV shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So this episode of the podcast, as you guys have heard me discuss over and over and over again, outside of your music, the most important piece of content to run your business is your website. Too often, I find that artists are utilizing Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and their Reverb Nation page or their Spotify for Artists page as a way to do their sole communication. And I wanted to bring in a buddy of mine, uh, Dave Cool. yes, that is his real name, and he even says that on the bottom of his emails from Banzoogle as I have been utilizing Banzoogle services for years. Originally, I started off as a client uh, when I started doing digital marketing, and that's when Dave and I were first connected because I kept going to the help desk uh, asking them to create all these features for digital marketers. And they explained to me that, Rick, we appreciate your business, but we are here for musicians. And what's funny is five, six years ago, a lot of those features I was requesting then have now come into play for musicians because now the world has realized that musicians are also digital marketers. And it's, it's kind of like full circle. So Dave, thanks for taking the time to chat and... Uh, isn't it weird how this all comes full circle in the world that we're in right now?
1: Oh, totally. And thanks, Rick, for having me on. It's always great to chat. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things where we, you know, people like yourself, especially who are kind of on the ground and, and using the latest tools, it's good for us to know about those things. And we can't always add those pieces, those components into the platform as soon as maybe people would like. But sure. um, we log every request that comes in uh, whether it's through email chat through me at a conference, whatever the case might be webinars and we build out our product roadmap based on that. Our CEO Stacy looks at that and plans out, you know, quarterly annual and also then quarterly chunks for the development team to add. And you're absolutely right. In the last five years, we've put more of an emphasis on those, marketing tools and promotional tools as well because as musicians become more savvy and the reality is that they've got to do a lot of this lifting at least initially on their own possibly for many years uh we want to make that easier for them to be able to do some of those things through their um with their website and through their through the benzical platform so yeah it uh took took a little long but um you know we're getting better at that and and our processes have been streamlined stacy as a ceo has been Incredible for zoo the last couple of years, and she's really streamlined the processes. And the team is outputting new features and functionality faster than ever before in the company's you know 16 year history. So um, we're we're a little bit quicker to um, act on on some of those things now. But uh, but definitely uh, happy to hear that uh, you know those things. Are I would like to
0: that. say that I was just ahead of my time, and I I, I, I had this vision of the future, but. But what really came about at the time was one of the reasons that I was a big fan in the first place was the customer service part. I felt that try getting someone from GoDaddy on the phone, people. It just doesn't seem to work. But what I've noticed over the past couple of years and the things that I've been teaching within the music industry itself is that your, your website, there was a time you just had a website, you collected an email, maybe there was a link to hear a couple songs and that was it. Uh, everything else, you know, you sold your merchandise at your live shows. There, there wasn't streaming. There was no download options. There, it was just a pretty basic kind of hey, boom, boom, boom. Here you go. There wasn't auto, No one was talking auto responders at the time. No one was talking tracking pixels and all this stuff. But today, your website is your business. That is your store. That is the first people may discover you on a Spotify playlist or they may find you on Instagram, but those platforms are limited into what can happen next. So what I always tell everyone is your goal should be to get them to your website as soon as you possibly can. So now that they're in your store, you get to control the conversation. You get to determine what happens next. And some of the new features that you guys have opened up now with, downloads with subscriptions with crowdfunding with stores tell us about some of the the new changes that have gone on and what brought those changes to the platform
1: yeah that's that's a great point um in terms of getting fans onto your website to take them through the journey that you want to take them through that you can control on a platform that you own and control um is super important and so We've had, you know, digital downloads and and a merch store for for quite a while and actually just just last month i believe we crossed 55 million dollars in commission free sales for our members have sold 55 million dollars worth of music merch tickets through the platform absolutely commission free which is amazing and that number is going up exponentially now that we've added crowdfunding and the subscriptions built-in subscriptions where um artists can set up a sort of like an online fan club through their website where fans pay you know, a buck a month, five bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. That just
0: basically then unlocks that feature. It's like, it's not something that people should do. And while we're talking about crowdfunding and paywalls, you should not start your website if you are a brand new artist with a paywall and trying Mm -hmm. to raise money from strangers. So these are advanced tools. So as you progress, these are options that you now have available to you that weren't available in the beginning. So Basically take baby steps, but don't come out right away charging people to get on your website, trying to go ahead and raise money. It won't work. But the cool part is, is, as Dave said, there's $55 million that have gone through this platform. There are a lot of advanced artists, which all of you should aspire to become, that have these features. So as they're giving you the option to drive a Ferrari, let's start with an automatic first. I think that's the best analogy. That <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, it, it,
1: and when artists are first starting out, yeah, like we we tell them like, look, you can put up a store and things like that, but like your main call to action shouldn't be buy my album or contribute to my crowdfunding campaign if you don't have a fan base yet. Right. So you're going to want to put up your your latest single or your best video and offer something exclusive, maybe in exchange for an email address. Try to capture them that way, and then you know build that relationship with them over the long term. But no, you're you're not going to raise. Money for your album through crowdfunding if you don't have any fans on your mailing list. Like, it's hey, just let me hard.
0: ask you this because you see a lot of artists trying a lot of different things. I get this question asked a lot. You know, four years ago, five years ago, before streaming, a download for an email address was a pretty easy ask. It was something, and I had created that seven free song strategy that Billboard ran an article on, and I was like, hey, if somebody's going to give me an EP, they're not going to abuse my email address. Now that the download days are, are gone per se. And that's not attractive because no one's really downloading music. Have you seen any really cool creative options to receive an email address or Or I always say, try to give them something exclusive that they're not going to find on Spotify or not find on your Instagram page. Have you seen any cool things? If you haven't, that's cool too. I just know you're in the trenches right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. Like the download, the standard Download um, for email address isn't as effective as it used to be. I think there's still some downloads happening. Like you see, look at platforms like Bandcamp and even yep. Bandzoogle. We see a lot of downloads still happening, but um, in exchange for an email address, it, it became almost too common. And you can automate that through Bandzoogle. And what what we tell musicians is exactly what you said: make it something exclusive. If it's if it's a single track. It can't be anywhere else. It can't be on Spotify. It can't be on Apple, whatever. Um, make it exclusive or have like an exclusive live EP or something. If you've got a decent live recording, um, offer something that isn't available again anywhere else and get them on your mailing list. And We've seen one of our members did um, exclusive video content. So they would yes. they would have videos that were only for their mailing list subscribers. And then you can also let people know if they subscribe to your mailing list, they're going to get... Um, you know, special offers, you can, you can send them a, a discount code with like a coupon code kind of thing for your store. Like there's, there's lots of ways you can incentivize that. But I, I agree that the, the single download for a track that's available on Spotify or anywhere else is probably not enough.
0: I also think too, that's why I'm still such a big fan of SoundCloud is because you can create private playlists that you could say, I've got this great playlist that I've created. I would love to send to you. Just tell me where. I think another thing that I really want to encourage artists to understand is the verbiage Uh, no one wants to sign up for anything matter of fact i'm unsubscribing for a lot of things every day so that subscribe word is now a bad word in digital marketing uh get me access is a good word tell me where to send it i have this exclusive content just let me know where to send it those types of words uh it's all in the verbiage right now so no more newsletters. You guys aren't reporters, okay? <laughs> they understand that the only time you send a newsletter is when you want to talk about yourself. So we killed that. that. That's been killed. That's gone. Now you want to bring people into community. Access to community. Access to exclusive. Access to something that not everyone can get, I think, is super important. How soon are you seeing in? Because with Bandzoogle, it's a drag and drop type of platform. I'm big on the music before the opt-in. I think that we need to let them experience something first before we ask them for something so personal. Any feedback on that? Um, Yeah, I agree. I I think it goes back to an old
1: Gary Vaynerchuk saying of like that um, jab, 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 right hook. Like you got to just give, 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 and then ask for something. And so, you know, giving that music, putting your best foot forward in terms of your music, a video, several videos, whatever the case might be. And then once, you know, fans have experienced that, then ask them for an email address or, you know, something along those lines. Uh, I definitely agree with that.
0: It's also too, and this is where it gets kind of weird. And this is where I have, a different opinion than some other folks that are out there that are talking about websites and teaching about websites, and you know who those people are, is that they're assuming that people found your website from Spotify so that they've already heard your music. So the music doesn't necessarily have to be the first thing. I'm in the opinion now, a lot of times people are finding you from Instagram, and Instagram doesn't have a music player on it. So if they're gonna click your website link, which you only get one link in your bio. I don't think you need to stack 20 songs before you ask for the email address, but I do feel that they need to hear music or at least be given the option. Some people are teaching, don't put music on the front page of your website. I'm not a believer in that. That's just one man's opinion. But I think that what you have to sell is your music. And what I mean by sell is that's what's going to bring them into the relationship with you. What sucks for musicians today is that, and I don't see it changing anytime soon, is People do not have to pay to consume your product. What they're ultimately going to invest in is the relationship. And the email address is what helps you start the relationship that you get to start the conversation. But I still think it all starts with your music. Let's talk a little bit about some of these new features. And since the rollout, a lot of people may not know what some of them are. So tell us What are some of the new features that are included? There's three different pricing structures when it comes to Banzoogle. Let me just say this in full transparency. Right now, as it comes to myself and driving people to a service, Banzoogle is the only website platform that I'm currently recommending for musicians. One, because I can help support it because I know it. Uh, two, because it's a one-stop shop in my opinion, and I've never really been a fan of that word one-stop shop, but right now you guys have pretty much taken care of everything from stores to merchandise, to download codes, to email, to autoresponder. So talk about some of those things and how they're working right now. And is there anything in the near future that's going to be rolled out?
1: Yeah. So thanks for that. Uh, we we appreciate your support, as you know, um, and we're always looking to improve. So, some of the biggest things that we launched this year were the crowdfunding functionality, uh, which is essentially a crowdfunding template in response to the Pledge Music bankruptcy, because we had been working with Pledge for many years. I was. Friends with Benji Rogers for many years, and he was a Van
0: member for many years. I ran almost a million dollars of pre-order campaigns through Pledge with my artist. It killed yeah. me when that went down like that.
1: Yeah, and the news came out yesterday that uh, the they owe over nine million dollars to creditors, most of which are artists, oh. um, which is what much worse than anyone anticipated. Had anticipated. Yeah, so it's it's devastating. And so when we started, we pulled our partnership with them last year when we started to catch wind of. You know artists not being paid we were being approached by our members saying hey i'm having a hard time getting paid by these guys i was like oh we need to investigate this and then when they officially went bankrupt we we're like you know what we never positioned van zoogle's direct-to-fan tools in a way that you can crowdfund, but we knew our members were doing that and so we just made it easier and we created a crowdfunding template and you can use all the features built in the van Zool to run a crowdfunding campaign and we're going to be adding uh some extra pieces and functionality of that in the new year, things like uh, merch fulfillment, like connecting with merch fulfillment, um, easier sales transaction, sorting and messaging for different levels of fans like we've done with subscriptions. So that was added, subscriptions was added, like you mentioned, uh, which is like a built-in you know, fan online fan club subscriptions. It's a whole different uh, UI section in the control panel of VanZoogle where you, you it takes you through sort of a wizard uh, three-step process to set up your initial subscriptions offering. And then, you know, you you set the prices of what you want to charge for each tier and what, you know, let fans know what they'll be getting in terms of exclusive and access. Um, it's funny you use those words. I spent so much time thinking about those two words, writing the guides for how to use a subscriptions feature because you're really selling exclusivity and you're really selling access. And that's what, um, that's on, on another level, of course, uh, for those, you know, those absolute super fans. Right. Um, And so that's been built in and that's all commission free. So, you know, already we're seeing a whole bunch of Banzoogle members who are generating revenue on on a monthly basis from from these um, subscriptions and fan club memberships so that was added and we were just about to completely overhaul the mailing list the built-in mailing list tool and then um, we ended up partnering with CD baby which is a very positive thing we're in the process of migrating all of host their website platform host baby is shutting down and we're migrating all of those users to the bank's platform over the next Let's few months. talk about
0: the email list here for a second mm-hmm. is there a set number of people that you can have on your email list or you, is it like a tier level, like with a, a MailChimp or a GetResponse? By the way, guys, on the subject of MailChimp, I have nothing against that company, but they do not play well with Spotify or a Shopify, excuse me. They are in like a major fight right now. And Shopify is one of the biggest stores for musicians to have stuff. So as a Get Response or an active campaign, every time you add emails, you get charged more. What is the Pricing tier? What is the pro- thought process behind this with Bandzoogle?
1: Yeah, so I can say what it is currently, although it will be changing. So, uh, like you mentioned before, we have three different payment plans: is you know nine ninety five a month, fourteen ninety five a month, and nineteen ninety five a month. And I believe it's a hundred emails on your list for the light plan, the nine ninety five a month. That's just like a starter plan. Right. A thousand email addresses for the mid level plan, and then unlimited for the pro plan. Unlimited with an asterisk. Right now, I believe there's a max. Emails sent per day cap. Got it. Um, and all of that's going to be changing when we overhaul the mailing list tool because we're going to be adding a lot of the more advanced features that people like yourself and, and sure. others are right. talking about. And we want to give artists the opportunity to use those tools built in and not have to use a separate service like an A-Weber or MailChimp or what have you. And so when that happens, we're going to restructure. I think we're changing what kind of servers we use and how much we're going to be charged per email, per send, that kind of thing. And that's so- what I
0: think you guys need to understand is it costs us every time an email is sent. You know, mm-hmm. I run my business through ClickFunnels and I utilize their campaign. And every time I hit five thousand more emails, it goes up by a hundred dollars a month. And that's just to cover cost. It's not like the companies are making any money every time they raise the price for the amount of emails to send. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's just to cover those additional costs. Uh, if, if so, understand that that's part of doing business. It's not like someone's trying to gouge you. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of money. I mean, I remember when Emma was like the very first email platform. It was like a dollar an email to send these things. I mean, you had a list of two thousand people, you were paying five hundred dollars a month. I mean, it was absolutely absurd to be able to send emails. So I notice a lot of times that artists have a tendency to come in and go, well, oh my gosh, you know, now they're charging me for this. It's a business folks. And this is the cost it takes to run the business. A couple things I wanted to touch on before we get past the crowdfunding part is a lot of the reason that pledge ran into problems was because they collected the money and they controlled the distribution of the money. You guys aren't touching any of the money in your crowdfunding operation. Correct?
1: Correct. So all direct-to-fan sales through Bandzo's platform whether it's a download, a t-shirt, a CD or any crowdfunding or subscriptions, all of it goes directly from the fan account whether that's PayPal, Stripe, credit card yep. directly to the artist. We don't get involved in that transaction. We skin it and make it secure, make it look My good, make sure it works on mobile. But we don't, because we don't take a percentage, there's no need for us to touch a transaction. So all the artist is paying is whatever the PayPal or Stripe fees are on that transaction. So we don't get involved. Um, We don't touch that. So yeah, all the money goes directly from the fan to the artist, which was a big obviously selling point for our crowdfunding option and also the fact that bands reports a sound scan which for some artists and labels is important and that's what pledge music that was their big advantage in the crowdfunding space
0: was because they be sure the sound scan. To download download scan so now you're basically scanning a shirt exactly exactly so so we don't touch the money and, and that's where
1: pledge ran into trouble and uh, hypebot report yesterday showing that the board of directors apparently uh allegedly believe were given legal advice that the money that was coming in even above and beyond the 15 percent that they were supposed to be taking for pledge was apparently money that they could use for the company um they did and they did uh to the point where obviously it it spiraled out out of control um and they could never quite recover um from that and and it's it's so devastating for the artists obviously sure. who lost the money and also for the, the trust that was lost between the artists and their fans because their fans you know some of them never got the stuff they paid for some of them got the stuff they paid for but the the, the artists had to pay for it out of pocket and it's just it created a bit of a, a toxic
0: <laughs> you know well uh, and also too guys that you need to understand that because of situations like that that you had no control over it's even more imperative of the relationship that you have with your fan now before that transaction process starts because some of them are snake bit. Some of them just know what they read and they're gonna, you know, put up the red flag right away. But it's so imperative. And a lot of these tools that Banzoogle is offering are relationship-building tools. You know, that's what they are: the ability to drop a download to them, the ability to drop a coupon to them, the ability to do a lot of different things for you to help build that relationship. Wanna talk about the merch fulfillment for a second. Are you guys incorporating with Shopify stores or are you helping set up your own store or how is that working?
1: So we currently have our own merch store, um, but the way it works right now is we don't take a cut, obviously, and but there's it's not connected to any kind of merch fulfillment house. so. Okay the artist gets an email with you know, the order details.
0: And they have to fulfill it themselves.
1: And they have to fulfill it themselves. So they have to make sure that they have inventory and then they have to ship it out themselves. Some artists will embed widgets from other e-commerce sites that do have that mer- merchant film okay. piece if they need it. And that's obvious, that's always been possible. But we're looking into directly
0: connecting with Uh, merch fulfillment houses um, and even some print-on-demand? I get that question a lot. You know, Rick, do you know someone who can do my merch? I'm like, well, you can go to Merchly. uh, You can get stuff. Uh, Shopify now has their own print-on-demand. It's Printify, I think it's called. Shopify, (laughs) Printify. There's all kinds of different fies out there, but the key is driving everyone to your website making sure you control the conversation, making sure that they're able to hear your music, that you're able to get uh, an email address, that you're able to point them in the direction. I still think for myself personally, less is more on the front page of your website. You can give them options to go other places, but boy, do I see some crowded websites. And a lot of times it overwhelms folks. So I think less is more. I think if you wanna compete today, you have to look pro. If you want to compete with the folks that are on these Spotify playlists, go to their website, see what they look like. That's why I like a lot of the new templates that that you guys have. It it, it isn't, as it's drag and drop, there is a little bit more that goes into it, uh, but you can look professional at a fraction of the cost without having to have an IT guy on staff, without having to understand code, There's just so much that you can do. You would rather spend your time in the studio. So once you get your website set up right the first time and it's easy to maintain, that's just one part of your business you can set over here. And then your job is just to drive people to your store. And that's what your website is. It's your place of business. It's your storefront. So let's make sure that it looks as professional as it can. Let's make sure that you understand all the cool tools that are available to you today because as you're trying to keep up with that next artist, that's the cool part about having someone like a band Zoogle in that space because they're keeping up to date with the things that are happening. Their tech guys are figuring it out. And then all you gotta do is go in, add whatever things need to be added. Sometimes things are gonna change. We may come back to you later and say, hey, last year, that was the big thing. It's not really this year. So if you wanna remove it, you can, but this is something. It's like I tell everyone now, it's like, I'm not as concerned much about Facebook anymore, Twitter anymore, but you better be all in on Instagram stories. The same thing happens with technology like websites. There were things that were important last year, like when everybody wanted moving pictures and when everybody wanted video in the background and when everybody wanted a carousel. And I'm like, are you a model or are you an artist? Give me some freaking music. you know? <laughs> it's super easy for this to happen. And now you guys are going to give us and for those artists that we're teaching how to become digital marketers, we're now going to get a way to be able to track visitors to the website that's coming soon. Or has that already happened as far as putting a Facebook pixel on the homepage? So we're
1: actually an official Facebook pixel partner. There's, uh-huh. there's several website platforms that are bands. Eagles included in that it does have, and this is something that's come up in, in discussions with yourself and others. Um, it doesn't have the level of detail that some marketers would like in terms of like a per action per page tracking. Um, It's mostly for the store page right now, just to track, you know, sales. Um, And so that's something that uh, we're discussing internally for the new year of, of can we add some extra functionality to that pixel integration, but we're, it's, it's integrated Uh, it works. Uh, we're the cool part is
0: guys, honestly, all you need to know is to be able to run an ad to anyone who's visited your site in the last 180 days. Now, some of the, the other marketers and stuff were wanting to know heat maps and all this other stuff. Well, in a lot of cases, those are plugins that go into a WordPress platform. Those are, that's a lot of complication. You don't need that. I mean, hey, down the road, you want to spend thousands of dollars to build out a WordPress site for people that are only going to come to your website maybe one or two times. God bless you, but you could have used that money elsewhere to to get people into your business. As a musician, we get them to your website. We capture the email address. You start the conversation. You take them on the journey. You take them down the path that you know. Don't get so caught up and these hundred other things that you could possibly do because you're going to get distracted. And that's what I don't believe in. I believe that your focus needs to be on loving on your fans, creating the music that they want, driving them to your storefront, getting the email, building the relationship, asking to sell a t-shirt or a hat which has a much bigger markup than a stream on Spotify or a stream on Apple Music. So the cool part is, is a lot of these features are now available to you. Uh, We've talked about doing some uh, advanced trainings to help the artists that do want to understand that, how to use these things. But for the majority of you, have a bitchin' looking website, get them some great music that you've created, grab the email, build the relationship, love on them over on social media for a little while, and continue doing what it is that you do. So bandzoogle.com. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. All you have to do is search it. Uh, my recommendation is go in and try it. It's a free trial on Bandzoogle. See if it makes sense for you. If you have any questions, go to the Bandzoogle blog. Dave's putting out blogs all the time with up-to-date information. Not just on website stuff either. He's very well connected inside the music industry, keeping a pulse on everything that's happening. And you know, I share a lot of his content. One because my writing sucks. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I am not a writer. Uh, And my grammar sucks too. So how I get away with podcasting happens. But there's people like Dave that make it real easy for me to be able to share information. This is why I am only, I don't even want to say the word endorsing. All I'm going to be able to support is Banzoogle because I don't want to go learn five other platforms so that you can ask me questions on it. That's not how I serve my community the best. So, you know, Kevin Bruner and I are having a conversation. Yes, there's a lot of digital distribution platforms out there. I'm focusing on CD Baby. Yes, there's a lot of companies out there that offer playlisting. I'm focusing on playlist push. As part of my commitment to my group this year is I'm taking, as I call my preferred partners, one, because I know them personally, two, because they have outstanding customer service. And that's more important to me versus a relationship is the customer service that you guys can get. because. Banzoogle doesn't put the money in my pocket that you guys put into my pocket, so it makes zero sense for me to go try to make friends with brands. I need to be able to serve you guys, and they're the best when it comes to what they're offering, the customer service, and the ability to get someone to help me when there's a problem. So I appreciate you, Dave, taking the time out of your day to do this. Looking forward you know, to enhancing the education experience for artists as these new changes come about. I know Dave's meeting with a bunch of other partners as well that can come in and teach this stuff to say, hey, you want to become an advanced music marketer? Let me introduce you to these folks. You want to do this? Let me introduce you to these folks. Same way I'm introducing. I told someone, I do not want to be the expert in everything. I want to have access to the experts and everything. And Dave's my website expert. So I appreciate you, my friend. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks, man. It was great to talk. Talk to you soon. If you feel that having a manager is what is needed in your career, if you think that is what is missing, I invite you to head on over to managemymusiccareer.com. That's managemymusiccareer.com. Take the Am I Ready for a Manager assessment. And also, you'll get invited to a free manager training where I talk about what it is that a manager does when you should look for a manager, what to expect from your manager, and I'll even break the big myth of what everyone thinks is really happening inside the music business. Just head over to managemymusiccareer.com.
1: You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown
0: by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.